Every decision they make can have an effect on our lives. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack. America's not the same as it was 100 years ago. The violent mayhem we have seen in the streets and cities that are run by liberal Democrats. This is Our Lives in Politics. With your host, Booker, and co-host, Lou Basada. As we get started here on this hour, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving and a good Thanksgiving weekend. I hope however you spent the day and this weekend, you've done it, taken some time to be grateful and thankful. As bad as things may be, and there are a lot of things to be concerned about, we should also take the time to take stock, do an inventory, and appreciate life's blessings because... We still have them every day. I think back over the last few years and how the left and the Marxists started destroying and removing statues across the country. There are also some that wanted Thanksgiving to be erased because of the bad white colonizers that did so many bad things, according to them, when this country was founded. These are the same people that changed the Redskins to the Commanders and the Cleveland Indians to the Guardians. These are the same people. They're the same people that have been indoctrinated to hate America, to hate this country. And it is a serious problem. Some may feel it's a political fight, but as I have suggested for a while, it's much more than that. It's a battle of opposite ideologies, maybe even something other than good versus evil, although so many people believe that's exactly what it is. It's never been more evident than right now as young college students protest in support of Islamic jihadists across the country. But I'm still thankful. I'm still grateful. And as I think back, there is evidence everywhere that America is still the republic the founders had in mind. And while one ideology thrives on large federal government that erodes individual liberty and freedom, it's an ideology that would rather you be dependent on government instead of your ability and your faith in a God. I'm Booker Scott. Thanks for joining us here on America Out Loud Talk Radio or wherever you found us on a podcast. We appreciate it. As we wind down a very busy year and we head into the holiday season, Christmas time, it's always a time to reflect. A time to look back and also look forward. In this hour, we'll get into some of what's been happening recently, and we'll also maybe get into a Twitter space, and we're going to hear from you about the things that you're grateful and thankful for. That's coming up on this hour. As I mentioned, there's a lot of evidence that our republic still stands as intended. Let me give you some recent indications how the court, that third branch of government, is still standing as a backstop. Consider the vaccine mandates that the Biden administration did for the military. It was a federal court of appeals that was brought by Texas AG Ken Paxton on behalf of the Governor Abbott there in Texas that forced the National Guard to comply. Well, of course, since its inception, the National Guard has been considered a militia under the control of the state's governor. It was unlawful for the Biden administration to force mandate National Guardsmen to take that vaccine, and the courts defended those rights recently. 
and the governors in the National Guard, they answer to the states, not the federal government. When the Biden administration, when they tried to pay off all that student loan debt recently, again, the court stepped in and said it is unconstitutional. Of course, the Biden team now is trying to figure out a way around that, but the court has consistently shut down the administration's attempts to step on individual rights over the mob that is trying to rule the country right now. As we watch all of Donald Trump's court cases work their way through, uh, we can see that they're designed only to destroy his chance of becoming the president becoming the 47th president of the United States. We see the courts again stepping in to protect the rights of a presidential candidate this time and his ability to run for office, and most importantly, his ability to speak freely under the First Amendment. It was just last week that an appeals court took away the gag order that the leftist activist judge put on Donald Trump. And we also see the judge in the Trump Florida classified documents case holding fast to the law and protection of due process in the court. Apparently, we are still innocent until proven guilty. It may not feel that way as we witness the two-tier justice system of a corrupt Department of Justice and lifelong bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. They believe that they are in control and they are the real government of the people. We've seen what they have done and what they have accomplished so far, but we can also see that our republic is still working. Let's go back to COVID. To me, there was no greater example of the country functioning as it should when we remember how every state functioned differently. You had Cuomo in New York, Whitmer in Michigan, Murphy in New Jersey, uh, Newsom in California. They were absolute tyrants. They locked down their states forever. They kept their children out of schools for years. They mandated those same kids to get the vaccine before they came back to school in some of those states. Then there were some states that did things completely different. Some were only locked down for a couple of months. Kids went back to school. Florida, it's always the example. Governor Ron DeSantis opened the state of Florida quickly, but he did it in a way that many forget. DeSantis left the decision to continue lockdowns or to open schools to local governments in the county and the cities. Many forget that, but if you lived in a heavily Democrat area of Florida with more Democrats in office than Republicans, then you were locked down longer, and maybe your schools were locked down longer too. But that DeSantis decision to do that makes a lot of sense in a couple of ways. The most obvious was when COVID spikes happened in certain areas. Well, the local government then could, you know, shut down what they needed to shut down and close schools if they had to. But DeSantis' decision to do that is a further reflection that decisions about our lives should be made closest to the people. We elect our representatives to reflect the society of a small area, not the entire state. The same is also true about the federal government. It's easy to see the waste and corruption at the federal level of government and why our forefathers thought that it could be a problem. So they developed our government to be a republic, not a democracy. And I still see it working over and over. I mentioned Trump there and his court proceedings and the good news about the gag order being lifted. But there were a couple of other rulings lately worth mentioning 
a couple of months ago on the show, I alerted you to the fact that the left would be starting to try to block Trump from being on state ballots. Well, just in the last couple of weeks, several states that were attempting to do that have been shot down, and uh, they'll not be allowed to keep Trump off that ballot in November of 24. So there we see again the courts protecting the rights of an individual that is innocent until that individual is proven guilty. I think it's easy for us to get down, to get depressed, or get a sense of desperation to feel the country is slipping away. I, I get that way too. So I think it's important to point out these wins, to remember that things do still work as they were intended to work. I spend way too much time on social media, which, by the way, you can follow me on Twitter or X and Truth Social. Uh, You can follow me at Booker Spartacus. Spartacus is spelled wrong, by the way. You can also always reach me through email at BookerMediaUSA at Gmail. The echo chambers of these social media platforms can become, uh, you know, they they tend to make us feel things are really messed up, that it's too late to change anything. Well, maybe we should get outside. Maybe we should smell some grass and take in some air. Talk to people about life, and you may start seeing that some things are more positive than you may think. We are up against a neo-Marxist, an American Marxist movement that wants to reimagine the country. I get that, but it's worth noting there is evidence all around us right now that we still pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Remember that. Now back to Trump and the efforts by the left to destroy his candidacy for president. In a hearing last week for the Rules Committee, Congressman Andrew Clyde read into the record an amendment he is putting forth to defund the Department of Justice. Here's Congressman Andrew Clyde. I'm here today to urge my colleagues to support my amendment uh, to prevent funds appropriated to the Department of Justice from being used to prosecute any candidate for the office of President of the United States prior to the election on November 5th, 2024. If the presidential candidate declared their candidacy on or before uh, the date of enactment of this amendment, Since President Trump announced his first presidential bid in 2015, corrupt actors have utilized the powerful tools of the federal government to smear, discredit, and even accuse him of criminal wrongdoing. From the disproven Russian hoax to countless left-wing media and Democrat Party smear jobs, President Trump's opponents fabricated false narratives throughout his tenure in the White House. And while two sham politically charged impeachments, complete with false evidence, fell short, the most egregious abuses of power by his political rivals have arguably come after the completion of his first term in the White House. Completely ignoring the ongoing and civil negotiations between the former president's legal team and the National Archives, then White House Deputy Counsel Jonathan Sue conveyed in a memo to the National Archives that President Trump, or excuse me, that President Biden would not object to waiving President Trump's executive privilege. The White House then issued a special access request to the Federal Bureau of Investigation on behalf of the Department of Justice to raid the home of the former president, conveniently timed just ahead of the 2022 elections, in what may be the most disgusting abuse of power against a political rival in the history of this nation. It was last week, Congressman Dan Goldman of New York, I call him Toolbag Goldman, he went on the Jen Psaki Show on MSNBC 
And if you don't remember who this guy is, he was the Democrat attorney during the impeachment hoax of Donald Trump. Well, since then, he ran for Congress, and he won, and he's a big-time tool bag. Here he is talking about Donald Trump on Saki's show. So every time he talks, he's uh, putting himself into a bigger criminal hole. Uh, but the, but his, that's not his objective. His objective mm. is purely political at this point. Uh, politics don't work in a courtroom, as I think he's finding out in the mm. New York attorney general's case in New York, a civil case. And, and that's going to continue in his criminal trials. But his rhetoric is really getting dangerous, more and more dangerous. And we saw what happened on January 6th when he uses inflammatory rhetoric now and his recent true social post uh, is incredibly, incredibly scary for anyone uh, that might be trying to op work in government. And um, it is just uh, unquestionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be uh, he has to be eliminated. Did a U.S. congressman just call for the elimination of someone, of a presidential opponent, a presidential candidate? What did Toolbag say? It is just uh, uh, unquestionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be uh, he has to be eliminated. I think he said that Trump has to be eliminated. What does that mean? What did Goldman mean? Maybe the FBI or the Secret Service needs to pay a visit to a certain congressman from New York. His name is Dan Toolbag Goldman, because I'm pretty sure that was a threat on national television. Impeachments. You know, I, I'm starting to think the word impeachment is a problem. I hate that impeachment is so loosely thrown around now, and it's just used every day. Pelosi and the Democrats, they started it with the two impeachment hoaxes of Donald Trump, especially that second one when there was no investigation. The only evidence used was reporting from the New York Times, which we know has rarely been right in their reporting the last decade or longer. That second impeachment on Trump, it happened days before he was leaving office. And in neither of those cases was he ever removed from office. He wasn't convicted of anything in the Senate. It seems impeachment is becoming the new political weapon and is losing its teeth. It really doesn't mean that much anymore, does it? Let's turn our attention to Marjorie Taylor Greene for a couple of minutes. The congresswoman from Georgia slings impeachments around the house like a, a beer vendor at an Eagles game. Almost every other week, she is submitting articles of impeachment for someone. It's almost a joke at this point. However, when it comes to Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of the DHS, this one is a no-brainer. And recently, Marjorie Taylor Greene has tried to impeach Mayorkas, but she was held up by eight Republicans. We know about fentanyl deaths due to the open border, but now we're learning of the potential terrorist threat posed by the porous southern border and also the border to the north, not to mention the financial burden to cities and states across the nation due to 8 million new people stuffed into our population. If the Republicans can't even get together to hold Mayorkas accountable for the southern border, 
they should at least do it for his perjury, which he did back in April. But the GOP can never walk together, regardless of what the issue is. Marjorie Taylor Greene, again, she's going to announce next week that she's going to impeach Mayorkas, and I'm sure she'll keep on trying, although I don't see it ever going anywhere. Even if impeached in the House, he would never be removed in the Senate. One other court ruling from this week that you may have missed. It was in the headlines briefly, but it's really important to election integrity. This was out of the 8th District Court of Appeals. The three-judge panel there ruled that only the federal government has the power to bring voter discrimination lawsuits under the Voting Rights Act. The lawsuit came about after redistricting in Arkansas after the 2020 census, and now it means that plaintiffs, including ACLU and NAACP, will have no standing, very important, they'll have no standing moving forward in voter discrimination cases in Arkansas, Iowa, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, and South Dakota. I'm sure they'll try to fight that all the way to the Supreme Court, but for now, it's not happening. But again, I want to point out, there is a win. There's some evidence of our government still working as it should. Shouldn't we expect that from our courts, our representatives? And speaking of expectations, what about Mike Johnson? As the new Speaker of the House in the Congress, I'm hearing some disappointing reviews from people on social media, and it really amazes me since he's only been on the job for a few weeks. What are your expectations? Are they out of whack? Are we expecting too much of this 118th Republican Congress in the House of Representatives? Are we expecting too much out of Mike Johnson already? He just got the job. We're going to talk about that. We're going to go into a live Twitter space coming up next. And we're going to get your opinion on Mike Johnson and this 118th Congress. It's always great to get a pulse of the people. And we're going to do it next, right here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The Miracle Enzyme Natokinase. 
Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code out loud. Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells, disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio.
Welcome back to the program here on America Out Loud Talk Radio or wherever you found us on a podcast. I am Booker Scott. Thanks a lot for joining us. While you are here and listening, make sure that you go to the Play Store and download the America Out Loud Talk Radio app. It is absolutely free and it's great content 365 days a year. Content that you won't get anywhere else. Go to those Play Stores, download the app, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Well, you know, when the Republicans won control of the House of Representatives in November, it was a slim majority, and obviously that greatly reduced the power that Kevin McCarthy had as Speaker. But as you remember, it took 16 votes for him to win the Speaker's chair, and he made a lot of promises that he didn't keep. And because of the small majority and also the changes to the rules to vacate the chair, ultimately, Kevin McCarthy was ousted. And it was just a little over a month ago when that happened. Going into the 118th Congress, there really wasn't a lot of GOP could accomplish. And I believe a lot of people had and still have false expectations of what can and can't be accomplished. And even though the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson of Louisiana, has only been in that position for weeks, I'm seeing a lot of people already turning on him on social media and other places for not meeting their expectations. So let me ask you, what do you expect? That's a serious question. What can you expect from a slim majority? Everything has to be passed in the Senate also, which I remind you is in control of Chuck Schumer and the Democrats. And then the Biden administration has to sign off or it can veto bills. Both chambers have to pass those bills. When it comes to accountability, the Department of Justice is only working for the Biden administration. So any criminal referral for anyone in Congress, it's not going anywhere. But That isn't unusual. I remember something Thomas Massey, Republican from Kentucky, said at the beginning of the 118th Congress. He said, some things you'll see in the way of legislation will be for messaging, and some things will be things that the GOP actually think they have a chance to pass. A lot of what we are seeing from the Republicans is just that. It's for messaging, because your expectation should be that. Not much can be accomplished because of the split power of government right now. But I want your opinion. How are you feeling about this? What are your expectations? As always, I'd like to go into a Twitter space, an X space. I'll never get used to to calling it X, probably. I guess in time, I will. Change, Change is always tough for all of us, but eventually it will be branded as X only. Anyway, Twitter space is where we're going now. And we're going to start things off in the conversation with with a former federal law enforcement agent, Don, from New Mexico. Don, the floor is yours, sir. Everybody is sick and tired of what has taken place. Nothing's happened, blah, 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 no justice over here. You know, we're being screwed over here. And I understand that. I think it's the expectation that people don't understand. I don't think they have a full grasp of how our government actually works, in my opinion. And so that's why the expectation and everybody's so willing to jump on board and go, he's not doing enough. I mean, like you said, he's only been there for just a, you know, what, 
two or three weeks now. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. They expect that we, we need this. We know that we're right. You know, I mean, talk about the citizens. We know that we're right. You've seen the evidence. Now do something about it. I get all of that. And I understand the frustration. And Don, let me come back to you real quick and ask you about this because as, as I watch it and I see uh, the frustration growing among people on social media and on the right side, conservatives, it seems like they have a very short leash when it comes to anyone in power like Mike Johnson, who has his back up against the wall, obviously, uh, with what he inherited from Kevin McCarthy. Things weren't going well. So how do we <laughs> reel ourselves back in and give the guy a little bit of time to get his feet under him and do something in a positive way. I think that's going to come by slowly educating the public of the process of what it takes to get what he needs to accomplish. We, we see the Democrats, I call them communist Democrats, but that's just me. I see the Democrats are pushing and doing and getting what it looks like they're making progress. They are going forward. They're screwing the Constitution. They're moving forward. And now we get somebody that's in there, and we're expecting them to put the brakes on, and it's not going to happen. It doesn't work like that. And I think it is just education and, you know, trying to educate the masses how the government actually works. Because a lot of people, uh, I'll give you an example. When I was a police officer, uh, when you... They call in a jury, for example, and they would sit down uh, during jury selection and they would even bring up, do you think, do you, how many of you watch uh, crime shows? And 12 people would raise their hand and I'll cut this short, but like, do you think that they can solve the crime in an hour? And a lot of people thought, yes, they should be able to solve the crime in an hour because I saw it on TV. The only thing is, it's months of an investigation all brought down to an hour for your entertainment without showing you the whole process of how it got to that point. But people actually believe what they see, and it must be true, but they don't have a clue. So I think that the expectation that people have gone, well, now we've got somebody in there, we demand, how come this not happening? How come... We have all this evidence and nothing is happening because they believe that it should happen that quick. And it doesn't. Thank you, Don. Let's go to Michigan. Let's uh, talk to Patriot. Patriot, uh, welcome to the program on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Give me your thoughts. Mike Johnson, are you satisfied now or have you expected more out of him? Well, thank you for having me on, Booker. Um, when you said expectations, and I really, I was thinking about this whole time when the other guy was speaking, and I quite frankly, I don't feel like I have expectations. I'm just feel like we're, he's, he's got a lot to deal with, right? And so you, my two things, you mentioned it before for me, are, are the, are the border and, and uh, I got just blanked out, unfortunately, but the uh, border and, uh, oh, geez. Well, that's one of my that's okay. big concerns. It happens. It happens with age, Patriot. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're also Love in, you. you're also in Michigan, so it's cold and the brain yes. doesn't work as well. 
But yeah, I think I this think a lot. True. I think our expectations going in to the 118th Congress were way too high. We had a a majority of five or six seats is all that was there, and there's only so much that can be done with five or six seats. You need much larger majority, and um, so I think the expectations. And Don brings up some great points too about the uh, understanding how it works because we do have three equal branches of government. And to get something passed, you need the House of Representatives, you need the Senate, and of course, the Senate is controlled by Chuck Schumer. And then you have the executive branch, which is uh, Biden and the uh, the socialist mm. communists in the White House. So you, you, that is how things have to work. That's the way they've been set up in our country. And unfortunately, we feel like everything has been tilted in the wrong direction for too long. And I think the evidence is clear that it has been, but we want to, we want to get our country back. And we have hope of someone like Mike Johnson coming in and making a difference. And I believe that he can, I have a lot of faith in him and a lot of belief that he can do it. I'm going to go with that. I think that, uh, I do, I have faith. I just, I don't want to set my expectations up too high and then be disappointed. So I'm going to be kind of neutral and and I'll support him. I'm, I'm definitely support him. I was happy for the pick, but uh, I'm just going to stay neutral and kind of wait and see. Because he, like you mentioned before, he's got a lot of stuff to do. And you've got so many branches in front of you that are smacking you down at the same time. So... I think he's going to have a, a battle, but uh, he's he's. I've seen some of his of his uh, interviews and things when he was on the the boards and stuff, and he speaks great. I mean, I think he is. I definitely think he's a true patriot for sure. And I agree with you. I think I think the idea is just to to give him some time, settle into the job, and then start getting some things done. Let's go to Laura. Laura, you have the floor. I, I think it's new. I think he walked into a fire, and. Um, He's putting out some flames, and he needs some time. I think he might be a good guy. I think we may have found a good speaker. I hope we can retain him. I hope he follows through. He's got a tough job. He's got to balance. If you think about the level of scales, he's got to balance that for all, not just one side. And um, I, I think he's got the energy, and I think he can do it. I just, I think it's new. Give him some time, and then I want him to be a pit bull after the holidays. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we'll get that. And what, what does that mean to be a pit bull? What does it mean for the Speaker of the House, in your opinion? What does it mean for him to be a pit bull after the holidays? Well, I'm tired of the investigations. I, 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 you know, I'm tired of, I, I'm not, I'm glad they're investigating and I'm glad that a lot of evidence is there, but I want something else done. I want our end result. Regardless, I want a result. If there's going to be an impeachment, do it and be done with it. If there's going to be something brought to the floor, do it and be done with it. I want some action. I guess that's what I want. Uh, you know, put your money where your mouth is. I guess isn't that the saying, or vice versa? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, that that is a saying actually. And I understand the frustration. We want wins, any type of win right now, because. Uh, it seems like uh, we've been dealt a lot of blows and a lot of losses over the last four or five years 
and some wins would be a great thing. And maybe we look to Mike Johnson to, to get that. And I think the release of the January 6th video that happened, that was a win because it was something that, for whatever reason, Kevin McCarthy wouldn't do. And Mike Johnson gets into the job, and in two to three weeks, he has done something that Kevin McCarthy promised that he would, but he didn't do. Uh, why he didn't do it? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Let's go to Spider-Man in Georgia. Go ahead. You have the floor, sir. Go ahead. Oh, thank you very much uh, for having me on. Um, <clears throat> my expectations, uh, y'all give him time. Uh, he can only do so much. I mean, when you got a Congress, what we have a very slim lead uh, over Democrats uh, within within the congressional body. Um, so, and you, you got people that, that I don't know. They, I'll just call them rhinos. You know, they they're actually Democrats that are you know ran on the Republican ticket. So, do we really? I'm going to ask this question: Do we really have a majority? There's a question that I have. Well, we barely, yeah, we barely have a majority and it's not enough to do damage. Um, and 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 of course we don't even have the Senate. And let me mention while, while I'm talking about the Senate, that coming up in 24 is a huge election because the Democrats are defending 20 Senate seats and the Republicans are only defending 10. And that is so important for whoever becomes the Republican president in 24 that he have enough Republicans in the Senate to be able to get the confirmations that he needs. A guy like Mike Davis, I think he would be a great attorney general, but he knows that he wouldn't get confirmed if he's sitting at 50-50. It needs to be 56, 57, 58 Republican senators. So that's something that we should really be focusing on coming into the 24 year paying attention to those Senate races because there really is an opportunity for a red wave, much more so in 24 than there was in 22, because in 22, we, the Senate wasn't going to flip like that. So uh, keep that in mind as we go forward. Pay attention to those Senate races. Get behind your senator in your state and support them. Let's go back uh, to Spider-Man because I wanted to to follow up with you. You were talking about your expectations what going into the 118th Congress, did you have great expectations? Did you feel like, okay, now bring on the impeachments? Uh, how do you feel about impeachment? I mentioned earlier, you know, impeachment, I believe, is we're throwing around the word impeachment way too much. The objective should be to remove someone, not just impeach someone. And Marjorie Taylor Greene every day is drawing up articles of impeachment for someone else again. And I think it just cheapens cheapens the word. It cheapens the process. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Spider-Man? Well, I think it all boils down to um, leadership. And, you know, if, if she doesn't have enough backing, you know, because I'm uh, one of MTG's uh, constituents, and I'm like, oh, well, okay, it comes, it, everything boils down to actual leadership. You can flip people's opinions. You can flip people's minds. You can, you know, if, if they're led properly. Okay, leaders lead by example. Now, she's had some, you know, I, I guess a couple of speed bumps uh, so far with her own self, and that's why people turn away from her. Um, but articles of impeachment, yeah, it's a loosely thrown out term, you know, uh, just like, um, you know, how the left likes to use, uh, you know, the use they use the word racism all the time, and it's like, oh, I'm not a racist, I, you know. 
I'm standing next to a black dude who happens to be my best friend. You know, what the hell's wrong with you? Um, but uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, it, it kind of, okay, impeachment basically is, it, it's never going to go anywhere because we don't have the Senate and it's never going to make it past the president um, when it comes to somebody like Mayorkas. And I'm, I'm really concerned about the border. Um, being somebody who's originally from Texas, I, you know, get, I get it. I, you know, you got people just flooding across the border. That's a, that is probably my hot topic issue. Um, that, you know, um, but Speaker Johnson, he can't do anything about that. He needs support. So it comes down to leadership. Can he get there? Yes, he can get there. But he's got to stand up and lead. That's what I want him to do. Uh, McCarthy obviously couldn't do that. Um, but, he, he's got to have backup. Johnson does not run America, and I want everybody to understand that. <laughs> he's not the president. No, oh, hell, never mind. Biden doesn't even run the president. Anyway, so, <laughs> but what I'm saying is uh, he's got to have support. Um, and, and simple as that, he's got to have backup. But the margin is so close. It is so close between both. Uh, Congress and the Senate that it's like it could go, you know, things can flip either way. And and then that's what kind of scares me. Um, we're going to have to take seats back. And, and uh, Booker, you said, it. you know, we got, you know, X amount of seats. We have less seats up, up you know, up for vote than, than the Democrats. Democrats have a whole lot. We have to take those seats back in those respective states, period. Um, my local senator happens to be Warnock. You think I'm going to support that guy? No. I, we need to find here in Georgia somebody. I mean, Herschel Walker ran a very horrible campaign. Uh, we need to find somebody that can trump, uh, excuse the term, that can trump Warnock the next time it come, that seat comes around. So that's my take on that. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Let's uh, consider for a moment that Mayorkas lied under oath. We know that. I want to come to Don for this uh, because, Don, you have you were a former federal law enforcement agent, and maybe you can shine some light on this. The guy perjured himself, and yet Kevin McCarthy and the 118th Congress still have done nothing to him. And that's what I'm hearing from people here tonight is – that they want to see some action. So my question to you, Don, is why haven't they done anything about Mayorkas? We hear the border is a problem. People repeat it here in this uh, group tonight. And, and, and then we see Mayorkas lied under oath. Why has he not been held accountable? It, it seems like it would be so easy. But from a law enforcement perspective, what is your gut telling you? I'll, I'll put it on a street level. When you have criminals inside the judicial system, they're going to protect their own. I'll just make it that simple. And that's what they're doing. This is being done for a reason. I'm not sure exactly why it is. I'm sure that the cartels have influence. Now I live, I'm going to document myself a little bit, but I live outside of Artesia, New Mexico, Southeast New Mexico. And then Artesia is the federal law enforcement training center. And that is where they train Border Patrol, amongst other federal agencies, and Sky Marshals. And they do a little bit of training for Secret Service. Now, the last time that I trained with them was before I retired, which was in 2014. I trained with what was 
then, or is now the Vortex unit, which would be the equivalent of the SWAT unit of Border Patrol. It was a three-day class, very physically intense. It was an active shooter class that I took. In 2014, this is when Obama was president. These guys were dragging, basically, you know, the dicks were dragging in the ground because uh, Obama wasn't letting these guys do their job. And to add insult to injury, what did Obama do? He actually let these illegal immigrants, or ordered, I should say, Flex or the fellow law enforcement to house them in tents on the same property where Border Patrol is trained to keep them out of our country. Now, what does that do to the people that are on the ground trying to do the job? Okay, so that was then 2014. Today is today. I'm retired, but I'm still in contact with a lot of these guys on the ground. And they're disillusioned. I hear people say, or they, I should say, I, I'm not speaking for them, but I know enough of them, what, what they're thinking. People say, well, they need better training. They need better this and they need better that. They already have everything that they could ever ask for, but you're not allowed to use it. They turn into a babysitting agency, basically is what it is. They're not allowed to do the job. My orchestra, in my opinion, and my own personal opinion, he, he's a communist. I think that the cartels have a lot to do with this, in my opinion. And I'm seeing, now I'm 70 miles from the border, and I'm already starting to see what's happening, the cartels in my area in Eddy County. I've already talked with the sheriff of Chavez County by the name of Sheriff Harrington. I know the the sheriff, Mark Cage, in Eddy County, and they all say they're planning an event. Now, in law enforcement terms, that means something's going to happen. Do we know when? No, but they are planning. And what he, what I'm saying by that is that the Democrats or the Communist Democrats are getting ready to plan something. And it's going to be big. But... I think that as long as we have criminals inside, and I call them criminals, inside of our judicial system, they're going to protect their own. And getting back to expectations, this is not, you know, in my opinion, people watch what is happening either on TV or social media, and they see how quickly, like I said earlier, the Democrats have kept pushing and pushing forward, forward, forward. But have they really? We're listening to a fake news media give us an impression that conservatives are losing, the Democrats are winning, and blah, 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 blah. But are they really? I think that there is a lot of things that we don't know, we don't see, and people are taking it for granted, granted that conservatives are losing. But I think, in reality... We're doing more damage and winning than they're going to let on. And 
I mean, that's just my opinion. I don't want to ramble here, but that's, just, that's my opinion, bro. Thank you. Thank you, Don. And, and you come with positivity. I like that. We are winning, you say. So um, we'll take your word for it, and hopefully things will start changing. Let's go to the Sarge. Sarge, go ahead. You have the floor. Hey, thank you, Booker. Um, by the way, you've got one of the most awesome uh, radio voices I've heard. Uh, sounding great. The, the, only, the, the thing I wanted to mention was the impeachment thing. You know, you mentioned earlier, or somebody else did, that there's so many uh, folks talking about impeachment. And, you know, honestly, I don't blame them. Uh, the, the issue that I, I see is that there are so many folks in our government right now that have violated their oath to the Constitution. And that in itself uh, kind of pushes uh, the, the reason for the, uh, the impeachment of these people. They should be removed from office. In my personal opinion, anybody that violates their oath to their to you know the oath that they took of office to the Constitution, these guys should be you know uh, uh, removed from office. But it it doesn't seem at this point in our lives that the Constitution seems to matter to anybody. Uh, I think a lot of these folks. I think the reason that this that uh, nothing goes through uh, is that. A lot of these folks are compromised. Uh, I, I would I would estimate that probably eighty percent of the folks in Congress nowadays have you know things that are being held over their heads that are uh, you know compromising them, and that uh, I think that's causing uh, a lot of the issues that we've got right now. That's why we've got so much uh, you know consternation within our government, and nothing happens because they're all freaking compromised. That's just my personal opinion. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to. Hey, thank you. Thank you for participating. I appreciate it. Let's, uh, let's come back to you though. And let me, let me ask you your opinion on Mayorkas specifically. I asked, uh, Don and he didn't quite give me the answer or an answer on that specifically, but we know what's happened at the border. We know that over 120,000 Americans have died on fentanyl overdoses. And that comes from China through the Mexican border with the help of the cartels. So we have hundreds of thousands of Americans dead. We have over 1,500 migrants that have died at the the border. It is a human crisis that's happening there. So let me ask you, Mayorkas goes before the Congress in March and April, and he says that they have operational control. The operational control was read, the statute was read to him word for word, and they nowhere near have operational control. So he clearly lied under oath And we have found out when conservatives do that, that they are held accountable. Why is Mike Johnson at this point not holding Mayorkas accountable? Uh, The bottom line is that uh, Mayorkas, he is one of the people that should be impeached uh, or removed from office at a minimum. Uh, These guys are going before Congress and lying through their teeth. We have, uh, you know, the, the, the White House press secretary that is coming forward. All these people are, go- are going forward and saying, oh, the border's secure, the border's secure. We have no problems down there. Well, I'm originally from Texas, and it, it makes me laugh sometimes when I see folks from New York and Chicago and some of the other places uh, that are having these, you know, busloads of people sent to them. Well, these, these busloads are 
50 people at a time or, you know, maybe 100 people at a time. They're getting out there uh, and they think they're inundated and they have no idea what's happening in the state of Texas. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people are coming across the border, millions uh, since this whole thing started. And these guys have just a, you know, a small percentage of the folks that have, are that are coming into Texas are getting getting shipped out to these other states. And they're freaking out in New York. And like I said, other, these some of these other uh, other cities or, or states and they're just they're losing their gourds. It, it, can you imagine? It's like, wow, well, I'll just send them back to Texas. Well, gee. What's happening there? You know, I, 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 at this point, I don't know how they're dealing with it in Texas. Um, you know, for these guys to go out and stand in front of the United States citizens on, you know, TV and state that, oh, the border is secure. We have no problem. That is just bullshit. They're lying to people. And, uh, you, you know, it, it's, these these folks in these other states are just barely seeing uh, what what the state of Texas and Arizona and some of these other other border states are seeing. It, it's just, you know, th- these guys are not doing their jobs. It's obvious to anybody that looks and they're, they're turning a blind eye and, and to see, you know, our what a quote unquote borders are, you know, uh, are are. I, I don't even know what words to use for Kamala Harris at this point to come out. You know, she's out there saying, yeah, the border is secure. It's not. OK. And th- th- this whole thing is just craziness. And these people should be removed from office, you know, uh, yesterday. There's just no excuse for what they're doing. Uh, I'll turn it back to you, Booker. Sure. Let's go to Don in New Mexico. Go ahead. I think we're going to need to look at a bigger picture here. The fake news media and the Biden administration has sent out signals. I'm talking about what's going on with the border and other places. That if you protect yourself, you're doing wrong. They're going to come after you if you defend your family, you use a weapon. I don't give a shit what it is. You are in the wrong for doing the right thing. And that's what they're trying to throw out there. And I think that's what has dumbed down our society to a certain extent that, gee, somebody breaks into my house, uh, maybe I should give them some, you know, do I uh, buy them in for dinner? Or, you know, I mean, people are confused, you know? I mean, I'm old school. Would you rather have somebody knock on the door or come in through your window? Well, what's happening on the border is our government under this administration and it's okay for them to come to the window and people are going no it's not but if you do anything about it if you attempt to do anything about it we're going to come after you so that sends a signal to the masses that uh gee i don't know what maybe i'll just sit back and watch because i don't want to i don't want to wind up like the j6 there's a lot of messages that the media and this administration is throwing out there don't you even think about it, because we're going to come after you if you try to do the right thing. That's just my opinion. And I appreciate your opinion and everyone's opinion that came into that Twitter space, X space there. And for those of you that don't know that experience, you're welcome to come follow me on Twitter or X. Uh, follow me at Booker Spartacus, S-P-A-R-T. 
S-P-A-R-T-I-C-U-S, S-P-A-R-T-I-C-U-S, Booker Spartacus. You can also email me at BookerMediaUSA at Gmail. I love hearing from you. I love your opinion. Please give it to me. It's so important that we share knowledge, share information, and we do everything that we possibly can to keep our freedom and our liberty. That's what this is all about. That's what America Out Loud Talk Radio is all about, too. And you're the best part of it. Thank you so much for being here and being a part of America Out Loud. My name is Booker Scott, and you were told over 2,000 years ago that you are the salt of the earth. And salt without flavor, it has no value. It's just thrown on the ground to be stepped on. So you keep being salty. We'll do it again next week. Have yourself a great week. You've been listening to Our Lives in Politics on the America Out Loud Network.